It is Sunday, November 29th, 2020. This is U62 the Targ. Let's do it. As we say in the radio business, if you put that on the radio, people will listen to it. All right, here it comes. Anyone who isn't dead or from another plane of existence would do well to cover their ears right about now. Why, what a little tiny microchip deep inside some electronics, broadcasting to the world through the miracle of the internet. Ladies and gentlemen, this is U62, the TAR. Now your host, a man with a lifelong dream of getting paid to do this, Mark Pappas. On this week's show, I visit the Lego store, I try to figure out what to read next, and Baby Yoda gets a name. It's episode 1030, $10 Treats. So sit back, relax, grab yourself some warm root beer and a towel that's oh so fluffy. U62 the Targ, you're in for something special. Enjoy the show. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Mark Cap is here with this week's episode of the Targ. I'm feeling pretty self-satisfied right now. I think my Christmas shopping's pretty much done. I tell you, not having a social life definitely makes the shopping a whole lot easier. But I think that one good afternoon at West Edmonton Mall pretty much got it all done. I tell you, I love West Edmonton Mall. Been hanging out there ever since I was a kid. And in these pandemic times, really haven't been there hardly at all this year. My boat of Christmas shopping was just my second trip this year, I believe. Between the pandemic and going on a Monday, there was hardly anyone there. And of course, one of the big draws at West Edmonton Mall now is they have a shiny new Lego store. I was talking about this a couple of episodes ago. It's Lego's new flagship location in Canada. The biggest in Canada and third largest in North America. I went in there and I was just amazed. Lego is one of those things I'd be more into if I had more money and more room to display stuff. What caught my eye is they have this beautiful Lego Batwing. The Batwing, of course, Batman's plane from the 1989 movie. This Lego set is more than 2,000 pieces. It's massive, and it's $250. They also have a Lego Ecto-1 that's of similar scale and detail. Just really beautiful stuff. After taking in the majesty of the Lego store, I didn't want to leave empty-handed, so I bought a tiny little Lego set. For just 12 bucks, it was a set of two Lego Christmas tree ornaments. One is a snowman, the other's a reindeer. I put them together, and they're now hanging on my tree. Hopefully, someday I'll be able to adorn my space with Lego bat wings, but until then, I'll just enjoy the little $10 treats here and there. You're listening to Mark Kappas. It's clear to all of you that I am awesome. On U62, The Targ. Now, I said I was done reading Lord of the Rings before, but now I am thoroughly and completely done. That's right, I finished plowing my way through the appendices. In a way, I'm kind of glad I did, because while I was doing that, I decided to rewatch the Hobbit movies, and it turns out the appendices in the Lord of the Rings is where they got all the padding for the Hobbit. So it's nice to know that a lot of that extra stuff was true to the books. And now with that done, I'm kind of at a loss. For the past few months, I've been going through my bookshelves, reading all the books I've acquired over the years but never had the time to read. And by finishing off Lord of the Rings, I'm now out of books. I kind of got used to the routine of spending the last couple of hours of the day losing myself in a book. So, I don't know, I understand that despite the pandemic restrictions, the libraries are open again, so maybe I'll start giving my library card a workout. I know some people have been recommending apps for my tablet or laptop so I can check out books digitally, but the problem with that is I don't have a tablet or a laptop. 
I've just never been able to afford one. I know I could probably use my phone, but the whole point of this exercise has been to give me a break from staring at my phone. But still, this goes back to the problem of what I'm going to read next. I've been thinking that I may go back and read the original James Bond novels. I mean, I've loved the movies enough, may as well go back to the source. Or maybe I'll go back to doing what I was doing in junior high and just devour Star Trek paperback after Star Trek paperback. All I know is I've come to enjoy my recent return to reading, and I'm not quite ready to give it up just yet. Everything's better with Mark Chappis. Crime has gone down, productivity is up, and ratings for Doctor Who are through the roof. Mark Chappis on U62, The Targ. And now it's time for the streaming report where I update you on what I've been binging as of late. Now that I've finished The Boys Season 2, really haven't delved into another series yet. It's that time of year where I'm starting to go into my DVD shelves and revisit all my favorite Christmas specials and movies. Started things off the other night by tossing in my DVD of the He-Man and She-Ra Christmas special. I shouldn't call that that. Its proper name is He-Man and She-Ra a Christmas special. It's one of the cheesiest Christmas specials you will ever enjoy. A mishap with Man-at-Arms' new transporter ray zaps a couple of kids to Eternia. Of course, the kids are all upset because being stranded on a distant planet means they're gonna miss Christmas. So He-Man and She-Ra are all, well then, let's have Christmas right here. But then Horde Prime, the ultimate evil that Skeletor and Hordak answer to, declares that these two kids in there Christmas spirit could mean an end to his power. So he sends out Skeletor and Hordak to kill these kids. And of course, I'm sure you know how the plot is foiled. Skeletor discovers the true meaning of Christmas and turns on Horde Prime to save the kids. The way they animated it, they actually have Skeletor smile, which is quite the weird thing to see. Anyway, it's nostalgic as heck and always a great way to start the holiday season. But it hasn't all been Christmas movies with me. I also went over to Netflix and finally watched Enola Holmes, which has been on my watch list for a few months now. It's based on a series of YA novels. Enola Holmes is the kid sister of Sherlock Holmes. When their mother mysteriously disappears and Sherlock shows no interest in the case, Enola runs off to find her herself and becomes a rather accomplished private investigator on her own. Millie Bobby Brown, best known as Eleven on Stranger Things, plays Enola, and she's having a lot of fun in the role. It's funny, I had no idea she was actually British until I saw in all the behind-the-scenes stuff for Godzilla King of the Monsters. Henry Cavill is Sherlock, and he's okay as Sherlock. Unlike more contemporary portrayals of Sherlock, his Sherlock has a warm heart, and he at least attempts to reach out and make some kind of connection with his sister. It's okay. Enola has this fourth wall breaking narration and talks directly to the camera a lot, and it does get a little too cutesy at times, but all in all, I had a lot of fun with it. Check it out on Netflix. And that's the streaming report. You're listening to Mark Cavett. This is the old days, and the bad days, the all or nothing days. They're back on U62. The Targ. And now we're on to the nerd news headlines where I update you on the nerd news that caught my eye. Pretty quiet week as it was Thanksgiving down in the States, not much going on. The one that did catch my eye was it looks like Godzilla vs. Kong is going to be going straight to streaming. Godzilla vs. Kong was set to be the next in the MonsterVerse, that's the cinematic universe featuring Godzilla and King Kong. The first one was Godzilla in 2014, next was Kong Skull Island in 2017, and the most recent was last year's Godzilla King of the Monsters. Godzilla vs. Kong was going to be the fourth, and let's be honest, probably the final one. While they've been doing good at the box office, they're not really making Marvel movie money. 
Anyway, with all the reshuffling of movie schedules because of COVID, it was set to come out next May. But reports are starting to go around that Netflix made a $200 million offer for the film to go straight to Netflix. Warner Brothers, they're the ones who are making the MonsterVerse, apparently they said, that's nice. Or we could put it straight on our streaming service, HBO Max, and keep all the money. So apparently they're deciding right now to either put it on Netflix or do what they're doing with Wonder Woman 84, a day and date release in theaters and on HBO Max. Man, if both Godzilla and Wonder Woman wind up going on Crave, I'll definitely be upgrading my subscription. Yeah, this is what I was ranting about last week. Up here in Canada, most of the HBO Max stuff winds up on Crave. So I'm still wondering if that'll include movies like Wonder Woman and Godzilla under these new distribution models that are being bandied about. And one other thing, happy Daredevil Day! The day that this podcast goes online is the day that Daredevil goes back to Marvel. See, when Marvel signed the deal with Netflix for the Marvel shows back in the day, Marvel was forbidden from using those characters for anything else until two years after Netflix has cancelled the shows. November 29th is the second anniversary of the cancellation of Daredevil on Netflix, which means Marvel is free to use him once again. So maybe he'll pop up in the next Spider-Man movie as Spider-Man's lawyer, as was the popular rumor after Spider-Man Far From Home. And that's the Nerd News Headlines. Well, I think you're feeling the Christmas spirit, Skeletor. It makes you feel good. Well, I don't like to feel good. I like to feel evil. Oh. Don't worry, Skeletor. Christmas only comes once a year. <sighs> Thank goodness. Happy Holidays <laughs> from U62. The Targ. And we're getting about ready to wrap this up, but before I go, I think the moratorium on spoilers is done, so I can talk about the most recent episode of The Mandalorian, Baby Yoda Has a Name. We finally learned that his true name is... Grogu. There are lots of great things in the most recent episode, especially the live-action debut of fan-favorite character Ahsoka Tano, but for me, it was learning that Baby Yoda's name is Grogu. I'm still getting used to it, I mean, we've known him as Baby Yoda for so long that I'm still calling him Baby Yoda, and I know a lot of people thought it would be something with a Y because, you know, Yoda. All I know is The Mandalorian has been a phenomenal show this season, and Grogu just makes it a little better. Anyway, that's it for me. I'm all rambled out. As always, thank you for tuning in. Like, share, and subscribe as the kids say. You can find me on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and as always, at my website, chaosinabox.com. I'm Mark Cap. This has been the Targ. I will see you next week. And this brings us to the end of another exciting episode of the Targ. Don't forget you can download a new episode of the Targ every week at chaosinabox.com. The Targ is written and produced by Mark Tappas under the watchful eye of 42 Star Wars action figures. The Targ is a Chaos in a Box production. That's all there is. There isn't any more.